Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Thanks for joining me today on the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree, and today I'm bringing you a condensed look at a very interesting systematic review about chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy and evidence-based treatments for this particular disorder. I'm going to be referencing a study from 2018 uh, published in Pain Physician. The title of the study is Treatment of Chemotherapy-Induced Peripheral Neuropathy, Systematic Review and Recommendations. And this one was made possible by grants from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center and is just a really great review because it looks at the spectrum of treatments that have evidence for relieving chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy symptoms. This systematic review is just really clear, really concise, and so I'm excited to bring this to you today. And before I get into the results, let me do a quick recap for you on chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy, how that works. It is uh, a sensory peripheral neuropathy, although it can at times include motor neuropathy or autonomic neuropathy. The the sensory neuropathy is one that is most commonly diagnosed. It's most noticeable for patients as well, typically in a stocking and glove distribution. So you'll have patients that have it in the hands and the feet. I have seen it in just the feet or just the hands. Um, Sometimes it is worse on one side or the other, but the typical pattern for the sensory and motor distributions is to be that stocking and glove pattern. Uh, The common complaints are uh, straight up pain. Uh, There can be loss of sensation, numbness, paresthesia, tingling. Uh, Oftentimes gait disturbance is included, although many patients don't notice that one as much. Uh, Loss of balance is involved as well. And uh, one of the things with chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy is that it can actually affect overall survival for cancer patients because if it can if it becomes sensitive uh, excuse me if it becomes severe enough then many times oncologists are forced to dial back the intensity of the treatment regimen which uh, sometimes even can lead to discontinuation of the treatment and obviously that's going to affect the outcomes uh, for these cancer patients now anywhere from 60 to 80 percent of patients who have chemotherapy will develop neuropathy symptoms. A lot of those folks will be better after a period of time. Uh, About 50% of the people who develop peripheral neuropathy will have good reduction of the symptoms uh, about three months after the onset. But there are many people, in some cases up to 80% of patients, that even six months or two years after cessation of chemotherapy can have ongoing symptoms. Now, Chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy is different than diabetic peripheral neuropathy. Diabetes causes specific changes in ion channel expressions in those peripheral nerve fibers, which in turn leads to hyperexcitability. So the dysregulation of voltage-gated calcium channels is what really leads to enhanced calcium influx uh, in those sensory neurons, and then the hyperexcitability leads to neuropathic pain. In chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy, we're talking about axonal degeneration, 
as the most common process, uh, including defects in axon transport, altered mitochondrial function, and then altered calcium ion homeostasis. So a little bit different mechanism there. And then even depending on the chemotherapy drug that is used, you can have different mechanisms of injury to the nerves. Uh, you can have uh, protein degradation because of in the inhibition of proteasomes. There can be capillary damage and secondary anoxemia in nerve fibers. You can have uh, damage to the DRG due to effects uh, on, on nuclear and mitochondrial DNA. You can also have microtubule depolymerization or polymerization depending on the, the medication again that is being used or disruption to the mitotic spindles which causes cell cycle arrest and that then further inhibits uh, proper microtubule function for axonal transport. So chemotherapy induced peripheral neuropathy, different mechanism than diabetic peripheral neuropathy. So uh, the, the treatment options uh, are, are not the same. A lot of the symptoms are very similar and some of the treatments can be similar, but the mechanisms are different, and that's where we end up finding a difference in treatments that actually work for diabetic neuropathy versus chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy. So currently, the American Society of Clinical Oncology only recommends one particular drug for chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy. We'll, we'll get into that in just a minute. Um, but that is the only one that they have recommended to date. So this review picked up over 1,200 relevant studies and then examined 117 of those in detail and filtered those studies through the inclusion criteria and came out with 35 studies that mentioned and, and looked at 26 different treatment modalities, treatment um, processes for chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy. Out of those 26 treatments only two made the cut as being evidence-based recommendable practices for chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy. So to quote from the study, there is moderate benefit for deloxetine or Cymbalta and also moderate benefit for photobiomodulation known as low-level laser therapy. That was it. Out of 26 treatments, laser therapy and Cymbalta were the only ones that made the cut. And currently, the ACSO only promotes the use of Cymbalta as uh, moderately beneficial, but still limited for chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy. This study is saying, yes, Cymbalta can be used, has evidence behind it. The only other treatment with evidence that is sufficient to recommend its use is low-level laser therapy. Now, like I said, 26 different treatments that were examined, only two made the cut. So what did not make the cut? What are the 24 treatments that are not supported by evidence? Some of these are going to surprise you. I want to go through the list. Number one, acetyl-L-carnitine, not supported. Secondly, Elevil, not supported. Cannabinoids, or CBD, not supported. Gabapentin, brand name Neurontin, not supported by evidence for chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy. IV lidocaine, neurofeedback, Pamelor, the Opera uh, supplement, which is a mix of alpha-lipoic acid, MSM, and bromelain. None of those supported. Oxycodone and PEA and Effexor, not supported. Topical baclofen, 
amitriptyline, and ketamine. Not supported. Topical menthol? Mm-mm. Not supported. Acupuncture? Acupuncture like transcutaneous nerve stimulation? Electroacupuncture? Laser acupuncture? None of those are supported. Percutaneous auricular neurostimulation? Sweet bee venom? Pharmacopuncture? None of those are supported either. Interferential therapy? Long-wave diathermy at high power? Not supported. This is one I've seen a lot of in the non-invasive field. Uh, Low-frequency magnetic field therapy, or PEMF, not supported by evidence. Also, this is another one. I've seen these in use in pain centers for neuropathy. Uh, scrambler therapy, brand name Calmare or Helio, not supported by the evidence for chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy. And listen, I'm not saying that these can never work. I'm simply relating to you that this particular review from 2018 did not show sufficient evidence for any of these 24 treatments to place them on the list of therapies that should be used for patients that are suffering from uh, CIPN. Now, of course, researchers do say, you know, further further, uh, studies are necessary uh, for all of these. And, And some of these treatments could actually turn out to be supported by evidence if we can get more studies done. But so far... The only thing that is strongly supported, well enough supported by evidence, is going to be a Cymbalta or low-level laser therapy regime. Now, let's compare those two. Which one has side effects? The answer should be pretty obvious. We know that low-level laser therapy is very, very safe. There are no known side effects. Obviously, with Cymbalta, there are going to be some level of side effects. There, there is with every medication. You can't get away from it. But even more than that... I've been treating neuropathy patients for a number of years, and the medications that I see prescribed most commonly are are gabapentin, Lyrica, and we we don't have the evidence for chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy that those would actually help. So what do you do with this information? Well, number one, if you're involved in caring for cancer patients, the numbers and the data, the evidence says you should be using laser to not only help your patient's pain levels with neuropathy, but also to keep them on their chemotherapy regimen. Obviously, that is the goal here, is to get the patient through the treatment that they need for their cancer care. And you can't do that if they can't tolerate the treatment, if the symptoms of neuropathy are so bad. And like we said before, the numbers say, you know, 60 to 80% of patients are going to experience neuropathy associated with using the use of chemotherapy drugs that obviously they need. So you should be using laser to assist these patients. There's no medication interactions. There's no known side effects of laser therapy. There is no reason not to be using laser when it is an evidence-based treatment for this particular disorder. It will enable patients to stay on the treatment regimen that they need. If you do laser, if you already are a laser therapy provider, then this piece of information right here is critical to get to your local oncologists and neurologists so that they know that you can provide an evidence-based treatment that will help their patients maintain their chemotherapy regimen, that will help their patients be more comfortable, that will not complicate the medication schedules that the patient is already on. This is look, this is a well-tolerated process. It's a natural method of keeping these symptoms under control. And especially for those patients that are already six months or a year or two years past when they had chemotherapy and are still suffering with 
the symptoms of peripheral neuropathy, what do you do? You don't want patients on medications for years when you have potentially a way to reduce those symptoms through laser therapy. Very natural, very safe. If you have questions as a provider on how to integrate laser into your cancer center or into your neurology practice, please get a hold of me. We have the protocols, we have the guidelines to help you get this going right away and start getting your patients benefits tomorrow. You can make this happen very easily by going through Laser Therapy Institute's program of training, certification, and using our custom protocols. Laser Therapy Institute actually now has basic training in addition to a special neuropathy package. You can get just that information specifically to get you on the fast track to having solutions for your patients ready to go tomorrow and helping those patients start feeling better right now. If you're already providing laser and you need help getting this information to the healthcare practitioners in your area to get them to refer patients to you, we can help you with that as well. And we can make sure that you are using protocols that work and we can take the guesswork right out of this for you. Thanks for joining me this week. I look forward to seeing you next week. Send me an email if you need help. Info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.